Welcome back and happy Friday, as well as a happy Halloween to anyone out there getting dressed up and going out this weekend. Lucas, are you dressing up at all? I've been thinking about, I have an old Peter Pan costume somewhere in the closet that might make an appearance tomorrow. What about you? I'm going as Jaws, and my boyfriend's dressing up as Quint from the Knights Steven Spielberg classic from 1975. It should be fun. All right, so let's take a look at what happened this week. We have the November Class 3 milk contract that touched fresh highs to close out the month of October today. Deferred months are experiencing slightly lower values due to some profit-taking. Gains continue to be propelled by government-induced demand that will now extend through the end of the year. That extension of the USDA Farmers to Family Food Box program will coincide with an increase in strong holiday retail sales as people stock up on butter, cheese, and other dairy ingredients that we all know and love, especially during this time of year. Referring back to that extension of the USDA Farmers to Family Food Box program that was announced last week, Lucas, tell us how that has impacted our expectations for prices into the remainder of the year. Yeah, I'm not sure if I can say it was a total surprise when we saw that news of the round four extension of that program that stretches out the food box program through the end of the year. So a two month extension there to spend another few hundred million dollars in the program overall. I think if anything, with cheese prices into this month being as strong as they are, it doesn't provide much of a lift for even higher values, but instead maybe prevents the eventual decline that we're looking for on those cheese values. This purchasing will persist for another few weeks. There is some chatter that there will be additional cheese varieties allowed in this round, which could take a little bit of pressure off of the cheddar market overall. But at the end of the day, this further government buying is yet another chapter in quite a crazy year for unprecedented funding from USDA coming into these markets. Of course, today we did see the spot barrel cheddar price at a new record high, 253 even exceeding the prior 249 record set way back in September of 2014. So while blocks hit a record in July this year, barrels didn't exceed that 2014 level until today. Overall, just extremely expensive cheese prices. October's monthly block average is the highest ever, which will impact some customers who purchase based on that average overall. Ultimately, though, still looking for quite a cheese price decline at some point by the end of the year, as all other fundamentals other than this government purchase program kind of lead bearish into the new year. Yeah, it was generally a light week for U.S. dairy data otherwise, but we did get a renewed glimpse into Chinese demand, as well as New Zealand exports and some pre-global dairy trade figures and expectations. Lucas, every key dairy commodity that we track recorded gains over prior year into China during September, except for anhydrous milk fat. That's pretty darn impressive. Did Chinese imports mostly come from New Zealand? 
It was kind of a variety of countries, Alyssa. While obviously New Zealand has strong market share into China, China also saw incredible imports from the EU in the third quarter, a record quarter for Germany, Netherlands, Poland, Denmark, to be specific, but also Belarus and Australia seeing strong volumes. And even the U.S. playing in some of the game as our volume on whey and lactose especially continued to move to China. So I think, um, you know, we've talked about this a little bit in the past. And of course, this is September data. So part of the narrative over the past few weeks and months, but this strong Chinese buying obviously supporting global dairy prices in recent weeks. However, at more recent GDT auctions, we've kind of seen some pause, which does give us a little bit of hesitation on where exactly this might go. But I think from High Ground's perspective overall, we continue to see strong Chinese domestic milk prices and strong, almost record high prices of other products, whether that's animal protein or corn in the country. So from a high ground perspective, we do expect a decent Chinese purchasing through the fourth quarter. And then, of course, those strong tariff free volumes into the new year as well. Maybe just looking specifically at New Zealand too. Fairly decent exports, especially on um, whole and skim milk powders in the month. Of course, exports kind of seasonally increasing with the September data as they moved into peak milk, which we saw two weeks ago from the country. For a, a broad narrative, I think, you know, we've seen very strong Southeast Asian demand. We've been watching Middle East and North African purchases and demand has been strong as we've discussed in, in recent months. From a supply side, though, wherever you look in the world, we're seeing stronger production overall. That's kind of a cautionary tale here as we move into the end of this year and especially into 2021 as we look forward to the Northern Hemisphere spring flush. All that said, four more GDT events throughout the end of the year. Alyssa, give us an update on what we might expect next week at the event on Tuesday on U.S. Election Day and then maybe the, the New Zealand update as well. Oh boy, yeah, that's going to be a, a long day, isn't it? On pre-GDT volumes, Fonterra left volumes mostly unchanged yet again. I think the most interesting takeaway there is that through the end of the year, so into the next five auctions, every single commodity except whole milk powder on offer is well below prior year. Skim milk powder offer volumes down 27% from prior year, the last five auctions. And AMF offer volumes down 16%, butter down 27%, and cheddar offer volumes down 11%. Um, home milk powder still staying apace with prior year's stronger offer volumes. And that to me points to the fact that uh, New Zealand is working aggressively to keep up with China's increased purchases of home milk powder that we have seen uh, throughout the beginning of the season that are well above prior year. On price expectations, NZX futures traders are expecting a slight increase throughout November on whole milk powder, but that would still keep prices near the current comfort zone of about $3,000 per metric ton. While offer volumes on skim milk powder are well below prior year, futures are pricing in a drop nonetheless. A lot of that having to do with some pressure coming from the idea that affordable skim milk powder will be flowing out of India in the amount of about 50,000 metric ton as of November. And a lot of that product will end up in the Middle East, North Africa region. So we're seeing some pressure there on prices. Looking at fat, butter is expected to trend downward and settle November at 3,600 per metric ton, while AMF remains a bit erratic, likely to trend sideways.
Just a slight mention on New Zealand's milk production at present, expecting about a 1% increase over prior year during October, which is the peak milk production month. Going forward, a lot of expectations are reliant on whether the region gets enough rainfall. We are seeing regional disparities, but a bit dry in Canterbury and then too much moisture down near Southland, while a lot of the North Island is drying out, particularly on the northern part of the North Island. So some difficulties as we head into November and into the end of the year when temperatures will rise and expectations for things to dry out are leaning that way. So luckily, farmers have plenty of supplemental feed on hand, but definitely something on the radar as we trail into the end of the year here. Be sure to subscribe so that you never miss an episode. And if you're interested in receiving more information as well as our analysis, please visit highgrounddairy.com to request a free 30-day trial today. Futures and options trading involves substantial risk and is not suitable for all investors. Thank you.